Episode is this 170? 170, dog. God damn. Episode 170. Serious rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we we about to fucking uh get it in. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. I'm enjoying our sixes. Man. See, they hate the process. I've seen it so many times, or I've said it so many times on this show. The day when the sixes bring home the chip, dog. I might be like one of them folks, you know, when the Eagles won a few years back. That was that was arguably the wildest night that I remember yeah. in the city's history. And I, I remember, you know, uh, when when AI and them ran against the Lakers, you know what I mean, in the chip. I remember, um, you know, it was just, just like different uh, monumental, like crazy things that's, that have happened in my lifetime. Like when... Um, the de- the Democratic Party had like their fucking uh, convention here. And niggas was convention downtown. Here, yeah. Niggas was downtown fighting the cops and shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I remember that. If the Sixers win a chip, dog, this might be the most explosive, you know, set of events possible. I don't know how feasible it is, you know, that they win the chip, but these motherfuckers is hooping right now, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um... I mean, listen, they're first place in the East. Um, Love it. They ball in. Uh, you know, we play the Tampa um, Raptors tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we, you know, it's looking good. And beat is like on another level this season. Out of dog. control. Like I, I honestly, I didn't know if he could go to another. Like, he was already great. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't sure he could go to another level. Um, there was like you know there was shit with like his conditioning and blah blah blah. blah but he is uh like playing on another level. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he's he was unstoppable before really by defenders, but now he's just like he's unstoppable. Yep, shit's clicking. I yeah, he's just you know he's. It's one of those things where you watch the games and you're like, oh, I'm watching like an all-time great. Like you, you go, like, oh, I'm watching an all-time great here. Yep. Yep. Like I'm legit watching a dude have an, a, a crazy season. Yeah. Dog. You know what I mean? Like one of those things where you, you don't always, you don't, you might not always catch it right away, but like I'm watching this shit going like, oh, he's just balling right yeah. now. In real time and, and like recognizing it. Yeah, yeah. Like you just watching, you're just like, oh, he just can't. He he's he's getting like twenty twenty five in the first half every game. <laughs> Ridiculous and, shit. Yeah, and, and it's just like, and you know, I think a lot of it comes down to Doc too, where it's just like, mm, yeah. For years, man, I would watch this squad, and you'd watch teams and be like, oh, you know, they they you know we'd be playing a team. And we had like JJ, uh-huh. and they'd be like, "Oh, we're just gonna pick and roll JJ to death, so he gets put on, you know, so he gets put on our best player, and he can't defend that, right?" And right. like, we go on the other end, and I'm just like, "Oh, we never attack the team's worst. Like, we never go after nobody. Yeah. We always just like it is what it is." Yeah. Now it's like, "Yo, let's go after people. Let's attack people. Let's do this. Let's like." We come down with a plan where we just didn't seem like for a long time with under Brett. I love Brett, man, but for a long time it seems like we didn't have a plan. Yeah, and like we would just let our just let the athletes be the athletes. Yeah, and like Let's see how it shakes out. Yeah, um, and this is not that way, man. We look like we're really like we're locked in and got a plan going, and like that's that's important, man. Yeah, and then like. Ben started a little slow. He's picked up his scoring a lot lately. Yeah. But also, he he said it and he I think he's right. He's the best defender in the league. Let's go. Like when he, like he, he, he talking that talk. I love it. Dog, he be tying folks up like like clamps. Pure clamps, yep. dog. Like he don't let nothing go. Like he might be in the BDSM in real <laughs> life, dog. 
in his free time when he not who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. might be a B, he might be in the BDSM because he be tying motherfuckers up, man. Yeah, it's wild and it's crazy because I still see, you know, a lot of the uh, like get rid of Ben chatter. Yeah. The yeah. best defender in the league, dog. Like I, I was listening to a podcast today, and um, the dude Spike Eskin was on there and he a certified Ben hater for real for real god damn you can't tell me nothing different but he the boy on the, the host of the podcast uh uh Zach Lowe asked um uh Spike and the dude Mike uh Mike uh Levin who's the ho- they host uh Sixers podcast mm-hmm. and so um they uh they asked them about like the Bradley Bill like would you trade Ben for Bradley Bill, right? And right. he's like Spike's like yeah I do it like you know what I mean blah 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 like oh we could do this we could do that and I'm like so you realize at that point Tobias Harris becomes your best wing defender. Mm-hmm. You trade Ben Tobias Harris becomes your best wing defender. Yep. Which and do I, like Kawhi to, I like to, to town. Yeah, like what do you do when you got to play the Nets in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And you got Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. None of them, none of them, and B can cover. Right, like not in space. Right, right. You know what I mean. So at that point, who Bradley Bill gonna cover somebody? Like mm-hmm. I, I like Bradley Bill. I like Bradley Bill a lot. Yeah, he would help this offense a ton. But what is he gonna do on defense? Because he's not an all-world defender. You legit got a a a, a candidate for MVP. And a candidate for uh, Embiid, and you got a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. Like it's not just him saying it. This is people all across the league saying yeah. Ben is probably the best defender in the league because he defends one through five. Right. Which was and, unheard of when we were kids. Yeah. Unheard of. And, unheard of until fairly recently. Like yes, he's he's got his issues on offense. No book, no lie, none of that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. But the one thing I will say is, like, you could be like, oh well, you know, we play Tease more. Like, Tease could get out there, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, but Tease is a complete zero on offense. Yeah. Like, Ben has his issues, but Ben is a monster going downhill. Mm-hmm. And statistically, this team scores more threes with him on the floor than any other. Like, he's he gets, he doesn't shoot threes, but he gets other, he gets his teammates threes. Yeah. And you want you pull him from the game, dog. You'll be looking at it like you take him away. Those open threes, like we saw it the, a couple nights ago when he didn't play, team wasn't getting a bunch of open threes mm-hmm. because there's nobody to dribble and drive and kick back kick out. out. Like, yeah. And when he drives, he attacks, he, he gets attention. Yeah. People fold onto him. And so what happens is like he can kick and, and, and kick out. Like you get rid of that. I mean, what, like you, there's a lot of things he affects, and I think so many people, um, who even dudes who say they watch the game mm-hmm. and like they analyze the game, don't realize, man, like he does so much. On top of the fact that I've always been a dude that like I love Jordan. Jordan was my favorite player. Yeah, but I love Jordan watching him play defense. It's just mm-hmm. as much as I love watching. You know what I mean? I right. used to love watching him and Scotty fucking full court press in the yep. beginning of the third quarter. Yep. You know what I mean? And Put like under, under pressure. Yeah. yeah. Get turnovers, get easy points, mm-hmm. and now they up. Because like, they be close in the first half, and then they come out in the third quarter, press you. Yeah. Next thing you know, they up 15. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, now it's, now it's just keep away. You know what right. I mean? Right. And I love watching Ben play defense, dog. Like, the li- just little shit. Does he just, the way his, his, his foot movement his footwork is insane of just like sliding and just cutting players off, cutting the angle off. Like all that stuff is really important. Yeah. And I think part of that too is like, I'm, you know, with football, I was a defensive guy. I played defense. So like my whole, I- whole idea is just like a defensive mind state. Right. So I love watching them do like, I can't like game tonight, seven thirty, dog. I can't fucking wait, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yo, I'm it, like, it, you know, I'm loving it. I'm loving like the excitement around the shit. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know that it's, it's a long shot for us to take the whole thing, but I do yeah. think that uh, Doc, for as much <clears throat> criticism as Doc received in the past, I love the fact that they went and got him. You know what I mean? Because I, I do believe that uh, 
he could take us he could take us to the next level. You know what I mean? But I, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it's like a wait and see kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I definitely. I think that's a big part. Like, we'll see. I if we could get to the Eastern Conference Finals, hey, look, it's progress. We didn't get there before. Let's go hard fought, bought, hard fought battle in the Eastern Con- Eastern in, in Eastern Conference Finals. But also, let's see who we get. Like, there's still a long, you know, still a long stretch of the season left. Still got the right. trade deadline and buyout season. Like, let's see. You know, let's see what other little pieces. We add a couple more shooters, you know, maybe another guy for defense off the bench. Mm. It could be a whole, you know, you could be looking at a team and be like, yo, this team is fucking set, ready to go. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, you know, they could be ready to rock. And, right. you know, I'm ready to go, though. I'm, I'm loving this, this basketball season, man. Like, even the losses, as long as I don't see, like, we look just look like shit. We don't look like shit in the end of games anymore either. Mm, yeah. And that's big, man. There were so many games, excuse me, this year where you watch them and you're like, all right. And like maybe they make a little run, blah, 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 blah but we hold the lead and, and close the game out in the fourth. And you're like, yo, last year we'd have blew that lead. Like that's just gave how it yeah. yeah, that's just how we were last year. You gave that lead up. This year, like we'll hold shit, we'll hold leads. And even if we give it up, we close the game out right. Um, and again, a lot of that comes down to defense. When you got big, big and B back there, and you got Ben on the wing, dude, it's hard, man. It's hard to like break that. Yeah. So you can't. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this shit, man. You can't give up Ben. You know what I'm saying? Nah, like all nah, this, all yet. this shit that we've been through, and the way that he's playing now. You know, I understand the three thing, but I also think that as a culture, basketball has been like hyper focused on the three point shot. You know what I'm saying? But like. You can't you can't give away a talent like that. Nah. Nah, he's 24, dog. 24. A baby. A baby. Like 24, man. Like I think you got to like understand like I think there's so much of like yo we throwing these dudes away and they like 22 years old. It's like oh, well, they've been in the league 3 years. They're mm-hmm. not finished products. It's like right. yo Jordan ain't win his first title till he was like 28, man. Right. Like that's just how the, the game is not set up. If you go look at the teams that have won, the game's not set up for dudes twenty two to twenty six to win titles. It's just yeah. it's not how it happens no more. When is it? When like unless it you ever walk happened? into, unless you magic and you walk into Kareem, right? You know what I mean? Like you magic and you walk into the situation, Kareem. Like that's a different story. Yeah. But like most of these young dudes ain't walking into a team with a with a fucking you know top five player all time yeah. ready to go. You get drafted to the fucking Pelicans or some shit. Yeah, like you exactly. Gotta, you you gotta you you know you need a few years. Yeah, it takes time, man. So I think it's really uh, I think it's really um, important that we you know let this team grow a little bit, man. And Beach finally like that's the thing. Two years ago, I saw somebody play this shit <clears throat> popped up on you know somebody recorded a phone call from WIP from a couple mm. years ago. <clears throat> played this shit and they were playing this shit yesterday, the other day after he had fifty the other night. Jesus. They're like, yo, he's fat and out of shape. I don't want him on this team. And blah, 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 blah. He's trash. And it was like, a year, actually, it was a year ago. It wasn't even two years ago. Right. So it's like, think about that. Like, a year ago, you was talking about, like, yo, get rid of this dude. Now he's probably the MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same thing. Like, yo, let these dudes grow, man. Like, right. let them grow. I think Embiid's just 20. I think Embiid's 26 and, and Ben's 24. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it takes till next year when he's 27 and he's 25 and both of them game has grown. They get a real off season. Like, ben, uh, they were talking about in the broadcast yesterday. They don't, because they don't really have time to practice because the season is so condensed this year. Yeah. They said they be using the uh, the, the warm-ups, the shoot-arounds oh, before the game to run practice plays. Wow. Because they don't have time to practice during it, so like they, they, like they still don't even have this whole offense in, this whole defense in yet. Like, right. I I'm just enjoying the ride right now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, you know, I got Super Bowl on my back now, baby. I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Your shit is certified. Yeah, I'm I'm chilling. Like, you know what I mean? I'm chilling. Man, I I um, I'm I'm overjoyed for our city, and I'm I'm like I'm ready. We talk about this yeah. all the time. I'm fucking ready, dog. Yeah, like, I, listen, man, if it ain't this year, I think it's in the next year or two. Like, it's that, it's like that close. You know what I mean? I think they really ready. Plus, we got a, a 
a smart dude in the front office for the first time in a mm. very long time. Like, I like Elton Brand, and I think Elton Brand is smart. He's young, though. Like, you know, yeah. young in the sense of, like, in, you know, the front office circle. Just started doing this shit. Yeah, and, like, kind of got a bad hand because he got dealt, like, what was, you know, bad salary cap and shit. like. And then they made bad salary cap moves. Yeah. So I think getting Daryl Morey, I mean, Daryl Morey changed his team in one night on draft night. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Two trades and drafting uh, Maxi, and the team is completely changed around. Mm-hmm. So I think, and then, you know, we got the um, the G League player of the week down there in Orlando and shit. The kid B-Ball Paul that they drafted. I love that. <laughs> so I'm telling you, man, we're we on up. the right path. We're <clears throat> on the right path, dog. Young team. Hooping. Yeah, exactly. Coach, a coach that know what the fuck he doing. Yes, I love it. Yes, so I'm ready, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this run, man. I'm hype. I'm good. Yeah, you know, riding out the bad games, but we having more good than bad. So that's what matters, man. Right. It's, right. That's the thing too. Like you can't look at basketball like football, where you're like, yo, let's analyze every game down to a T. It's like, yo, there's 16 football games, dog. Mm-hmm. This, this season, there's 72 of these. Like, you, yep. every you're not gonna go 72 and 0. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? The best team in this, the best teams are gonna win maybe 60 games this year. Right. Right. So, like, take that and run with it. Like, you know, if we get 55 wins this year, that's a good, that's a great Hell year. Yeah, out of 72 for this. Season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell yeah. That's a great year. So, you know, you get 50 wins this year. That's a great year because that means you're only 22 losses. Like, right. that's huge. You're right. going to you're gonna lose games, man. Nobody – you listen, man, you're not the Bulls going 72 and 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not happening. So, and when that shit happened, I know I, for one, I was like, man, this shit is impossible. Like, I, yeah. I didn't think it's running like this. And it then Golden State did it, except they ain't win the title. Right, right. They broke up, but they went 73 or 74 that year, mm-hmm. and then they went and didn't win the title. They ain't even win. So, like, at the end of the day, you're still going to, you know, like, let's get a good, let's get good, let's stay in a one or two seed in the East, which I think we can do easy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then it's all with a, you know, let's 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 go. Yeah. See you what know kind what of I mean? It's playoff time. In the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. Plus, you don't know with COVID and everything. Though you might lose a dude for two weeks. Like, you know what I mean? Fucking get to the playoffs and Kevin Durant out for three weeks because <laughs> he in close contact with somebody who got COVID or something. Right. And you know Kyrie you know out there I mean? uh, exposing himself. Oh, did you see my man come to the game the other day with a walking stick? No, did he? Like he the came Africa with a joints? Walk- yeah, I he love looked it. like... <laughs> dog. He came through like Gandalf the Great, dog. Like, Yo. he just came through and just was, like, walking around with a damn walking stick. Like, I want to know, because it can't, it can't just be YouTube University. I want to know who, <laughs> who Kyrie Irving's Hotep old head is. Dog, I know he's... Who's guiding him on this, on this journey? You know he's, like, his mom was Lakota. Really? Yeah, so he's, like, heavy. He goes, he uses his Lakota name. Like, he was given his Lakota name a couple years ago. Um, shit. And uh, I think it's a little mountain in English, but I forget what it is in Lakota. But like he was given his name in Lakota. He like he's all about that. You know, part of that. I think that's where the sage and stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's definitely got old heads in his ear. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, like you, you, you know, gotta prepare for life after basketball, my brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, and I know a lot of people give him shit, man. But like, he's like, he was the one who was talking about like not coming back last year. He was like, yo, I think there's more important shit going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he has and conviction. I understand that. Like he said, like the silly, like yeah, he's floated, weird. Yeah, he floated like some silly ideas and shit. But like a motherfucker in that position. From, you know, that young of an age, you know, people give you millions of dollars and attention and all of that. Anybody who's, you know, trying to see beyond, you know, just like the surface level shit and trying to clearly he's like a intellectually curious person. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm i not mad at that shit. You know what I mean? I feel like also no. a lot of times... um with sports media, I feel like sports media is made up of people who 
a lot of people who have love for the game, love for the players, but then also a lot of people who have contempt for the players. You know what I mean? So I think it's real easy to like see somebody who's clearly like a, a quirky human. You know what I mean? So he's, and like he's write twenty eight. Right. He's twenty eight. You know what kind of like, dickhead shit I thought about the world. Dog, do you <laughs> wanna go age. see my, my Facebook post from like ten years ago? Like I will read them shits off to you and you be uh-huh. like, Oh yeah, you was on here dickhead shit too. He was like wallet. yeah. Dog, I'll be seeing my Facebook like memory Jones and it'd be like, yo, all these sheeple out here, ba 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 ba. I'm like, you know. I was probably you know, in the comments co-signing. Dog, it's like, so much like sheeple and you know, left, right, I still, you know, I just see the difference and ba- like, you know, I don't see no difference. All that kind of like Talking super woke, all that, you know, all that shit. And so like you know all the anonymous posts in the in the which my man Mask John the guy Fox man stuff like all that dog. oh man <laughs> so and I was like thirty at that time this dude twenty eight like right. you know what I mean right like you gotta remember man a lot you know these dudes like we grew up with it but like on the later end these dudes are growing up with all this information at the palm of their hands mm-hmm. and. We gotta like stop pretending like these schools is giving them any kind of guidance or any kind of real knowledge. So, right. you know what I mean. It, it takes a lot to be like, "Yo, this is what's going on." Yeah. So, hell yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, man. Shout out to my man Kyrie. Yeah, you know and shout I mean? out to the fucking Sixers. Yes, shout out to the Sixers, man. They hate the process, yo. Come on, six years, man. We still living rent free in their heads, yo. Yep. They still mad. They still talking about tanking. Yeah, they still we talk about tank. Oh, y'all tanked for 10 years. Y'all tanked for 10 years. We tanked for three years. Right. And now we got two of the top 15 players in the NBA. We got an MVP and defensive player of the league, defensive player of the year. We the best. Yeah. We we the best. Who? Us, yep. yo. Don't when, sleep. When you see us win this chip, the timeline yes. going to be filled with videos of us pissing off of balconies, punching cops in the <laughs> face. All kind of crazy, reckless shit, just like when we won that chip with the Eagles. Because we're going to show the fuck yes. out. Yes, yo. It's about to be on. It's about to be on. I can't wait, man. Hell July, yeah. we all should have our vaccine by then. Hopefully. <laughs> right. Fingers crossed. I'm you still nervous I mean? we'll about it. I, I'm not no anti-vax bull, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. generally nervous about things going in my body. Except for I feel sticks. you. Cheesecake <laughs> yeah. from the dirtiest poppy store, <laughs> and it's all good. <laughs> I've been, I've, I've gone in spots where I could, I could, you know, reasonably suspect that Pop was like selling niggas perks from behind the <laughs> counter and ordered a cheesesteak and ate it willingly. Well, Still dog, a little scary be, about the vaccine. There used to be that weed spot. It was like a, you know, around the corner from your crib, your uh-huh. old crib, and. We go in there and get food like on the late night, John, and there's like, you know, a couple bags of chips, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe like a really old like Mars bar on the counter, yep. <laughs> and they be like, "Yo, we got breakfast sandwiches too." And it's like definitely selling weed out this joint. Be like, yo, I'm still buy food from here. I'm good, dog. I I think I may have brought this up, but I, I know I edited the brother name, but yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I've I've absolutely had a nigga who I knew was actively selling drugs hand to hand scoop out you know some like yams and mac and cheese for me at mm-hmm. a spot. So you know it's it's I'm I'm just I'm wary about it, but you know I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna yeah. get the vaccine. Um, I'm just you know I'm a little I'm a little I'm still a little scary. You know what I mean? I I had some crazy shit happen. We talk about it yes. a lot. On this podcast, according to lists, I talk about it a lot in in, <laughs> in real life. General conversation, I bring it up a lot. But it was it was like a traumatic fucking thing, and I'm still it was life changing, though. Yeah, I'm still wary about hospitals and shit. Is you know, I mean, I tell you this, my mom got my mom got her second shot. Okay, um, last week, last week I think, um, and she was down like that shit put her down for mm-hmm. a couple days like she was sick the first day was the worst like she well she got the shot she was cool her arm was a little sore but that was it yeah. that next day she woke up feeling like shit oh wow like feeling real bad like you know flu like a bad flu mm-hmm. um 
And then the second day, she was achy and a little like, little like head foggy shit. Yeah, but better than that, better than like that first day of like the symptoms. And then she was fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But still, like, don't nobody want to get like, no one wants to be like, yo, I got knocked the fuck out, and right. you know what I mean? Like that shit put me down for a couple of days, but. You know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, getting that vaccine is not about, like, me. It's about making sure I don't give it to nobody else. Right. Right. You know Stop what I mean? Spread. Making sure yeah. I can't. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be, like, you know, fucking transporting that bug all over the place and shit. Right. Like, you get it for other people. Same way we wear a mask, not necessarily to help you, but to help other people. That way I'm not fucking spitting. Like, I spit when I talk. Like, mm-hmm. I know that. So, like, I don't want to be spitting it on my face. Like, right. I might have, you know, I might be asymptomatic. Like, I might have had it already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, like, me and you talk. I was really sick last year in February. Yeah. Yeah, I remember You know that. what I mean? Real sick. And I might have had it back mm-hmm. in February. So, I might have already had the antibodies in me or whatever. So I, But I could be carrying that shit asymptomatically and not know about it. I don't want to give it to nobody. Right. Right. So, you know, it it's it's definitely a thing in this country. It's a thing about uh like self like uh selfishness in this country of just like, yo, me, you know, individualism here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have that as much in some other countries. Like fucking um Australia had been good for a while. Mm. And then they thought they had another case of it. Like they thought they had a couple cases oh, pop shit. up. Yeah. They had like, you know, during the um, Australian Open, they had a couple cases. Dog, they stopped the match and was like, yo, everybody got to go home. The match will continue, but mm-hmm. everybody got to go home from the stands. Lock that shit down. Yeah. And just sent 20,000 people home. Like, yo, I don't care <laughs> if y'all don't like it. Right. This is for the betterment of the country. Right. And so they sent motherfuckers packing. Yeah. This country, man, like, it just ain't the same way, dog. And they shut down for like three days. And then they was right back to, then they opened back up because the cases mm-hmm. went right back down. Yeah, this is America, um, the U.S. Uh, prioritizes almost everything over human health and well being. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, Absolutely. It's, 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 it would be fascinating if it weren't so uh, terrifying to think about how many things we put over, you know, human health and well being. Mm-hmm. Like, people right now, uh, people in Texas are like suffering. You know what yes. I'm saying? It's folks with no electricity, no heat and shit. Yeah, shout I, out to everybody who listens to Texas, man. Yo, like, y'all going through it down there, dog. Yeah, like, like much love and solidarity to y'all because, like, that shit's crazy. And you would think, I understand that things happen and there's, like, disasters and stuff, but, it, and, you know, things are unpredictable. But it just, I just, I, I wish that this country were oriented towards helping people. You yeah. know what I mean? And and like doing better at it. Well, dog, so like AOC raised like I think three million dollars in a couple of days through GoFundMe to help out people in in, in Texas. Yeah. Which is awesome. Like that's amazing. Why is a government worker who works <laughs> in the fucking House of Representatives having to use GoFundMe to help people? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And I, I like, love the, you know, mutual aid aspect of it. Yes. I love like the compassionate aspect of it. Yes. I hate that there aren't uh structures in place that are like dealing with that shit immediately. And it you know, like you said, people don't have to go to fucking GoFundMe and this young lady who is a remarkable I don't say that to like diminish her, she's a remarkable human, AOC. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like why does she have to like spearhead this <laughs> why you know why saying? is she she works like not just in the government <laughs> like you know she is a member of the house yeah and because they don't mobilize as fast and like the gov- listen if a bomb went off in houston we would have sent a fighter jet and a damn you know what are the big ass boat johns we just sent one of them over to go bomb some other country mm-hmm. like that night you know what I mean? Yeah. The different, but like they're struggling down there, and you got people on fucking talk news and shit talking about, yeah, you know, uh, it was it was the the windmills freezing, and it was green energy, and it was this, it was that, and it's like, <laughs> like y'all, you get 
shit oh, thrown man. in your face and don't believe it. Yeah. Like, you get proof of... Like, you're not supposed to get snow in Texas, dog. Like, that's not natural. It's mm-hmm. not supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. You get climate change proof in your face and, like, you go, yeah, you know what? It was windmills that froze and that's why we ain't had no power and shit. Like, yeah. no, it's because we've, we've ignored infrastructure for, like... 20 years. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, I rode this morning on the on the street today in Philly, and there's a giant, like, clamp thing holding up an overpass. What? I've seen those before. Yeah. And, like, don't, now they're doing work on them, but the whole thing is, like, it is a clamp holding up an overpass. That's thousands and thousands of pounds of cement and shit like that, man. Yeah. It co- one collapsed here not a, couple, a few years back. Mm-hmm. And it's because we don't fucking put no money in. Dog, we had two big snows this year, and the potholes are out of control. Right. Again, like, we had a decent year with our potholes last year because we didn't have a bad storm. But right. it, immediately, uh, two storms, and now the potholes are crazy again. Yeah. It's because there's no infrastructure, man. Like, there's nothing getting it done. This country's like the bare minimum, unless it's, you know, uh, providing for the rich or war. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anything other than those two endeavors, it's like the very bare minimum. Well, like I saw somebody, um, so they got this movie called Train to Busan. Did you ever see Train to Busan? Yes, I have seen it. Okay. So they remaking it in America. They're doing an American remake of it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, some, I saw somebody on Twitter be like, well, how are they going to remake this? Because we don't have high speed rails here. Like, <laughs> right. they go do this shit on the Metro lines? Like... <laughs> Some motherfuckers gonna be on the Amtrak. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> fucking zombies. It stops every fifteen, you know, every fifteen blocks. Like, how the right. fuck you gonna do it? Like, yo, let me find out. Find out y'all gonna be on the BSL and shit. Yeah, they gonna be on the R six. Like, come on, man. Like, you gonna set a city to kick a Prussia or some shit? Come on, like, right? Like, it don't work because this country has never invested in infrastructure. Like, they just like you know maybe in the forties. Yeah. But like yeah. now, nah. We're still riding on shit from the 40s. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, old the, ass roads. It don't make no sense. It makes no sense how bad, like, the infrastructure, like you said, it, 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 it's insane that, like, that stuff can happen and this country doesn't mobilize. It just doesn't mobilize to do those kind of things. Yeah. Like, you know, the National Guard, yo, w- the National Guard was rolled out like that for them fucking protests this summer. Mm hmm. They said black folks want the cops <laughs> to stop killing people, babies. We bringing the National Guard out immediately. Yeah. People but sick they did and not... starving and shit. Nah. Nah. Stay Yo, home. people ain't had heat for fucking three days. Yeah, that's all right. It's Rolling all blackouts. No worry. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's but, all good. you know, you got fucking... Yo, people protesting in the street. Yo, bomb them motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing this country understands. Like, this only country only... Like... This country wakes up every day and goes, I choose violence. Yep. Every motherfucking day. And it and was founded the, on violence, which is, yeah. so it, it makes perf- perfect sense. Yeah. It's the only way this country responds to anything. Like, the only way they can even understand to respond to anything is violently. And it's sad, man. Like, people are suffering, legit suffering. And, like, no, like, yo, people be going through it down there. Yeah. No heat. Yeah. Like, I checked on a couple of people I know down there, and, like, they were cool. Like, they were lucky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they might have lost power for a little while, stuff like that. Yeah. But nothing like, you know, people's pipes were bursting. Like, we saw here in Philly just from um, Alex Holly, um, mm-hmm. one of our anchors here, who's she's from Texas. And <clears throat> she's, like, she was showing her parents and, like, her, her grandfather, who's, like, in his 90s, his crib lost all their power, did everything like that. So he came... He went to go stay with her parents, and immediately when he got there, they lost power. Right. Right. Then they went to a hotel. 90 years old. Yeah. You want to be, like, comfortable, comfortable man. Jesus. Dog, I don't want to do nothing but, like, watch VR porn or something like that. At that point, like, we (laughs) should be able to watch... Like on my MacBook, should just be like, you know what I mean? I, I should be able to open my MacBook and that shit like a, you know, my shit need to look like Tony Stark shit, like all the, right. in, in all the Avengers movies where I can just move shit around, moving titties around. Yeah, like I move the titties around on the screen. I want, you know what I mean? Like that's my VR shit. Like I should be let over my laptop. That shit pop up to a VR screen. Super and shit. fucking advanced. Yeah, yeah. Instead, like you know what I mean. 
he worrying about like being warm and shit. Jesus. Then they go to a hotel and then they find out they pipes burst at their crib and it was like running it was like running water at their crib. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it, you know, it's then I saw like like Austin was going through a shit where they had to like boil water and shit. Like they had a boil wa- water warning because they pipes like they they electricity was lost in the water um facility, the water plant. So like they had mm. to boil water because who knows if that water wasn't the fucking you know the, the soiled water and shit. Right, like. right. <clears throat> but again, you know what I mean. This country doesn't want to do that kind of shit, man. Yeah. It's not greatest, greatest in country in the world. Yeah. Greatest, yeah, exactly. Shit. Greatest country in the world. Um, uh, I, I do want to bring up one topic. Uh, we had a list, but we went on. So uh, um, I do want to get into one big thing um, from this week that I checked out. Uh, did I don't know? Did you get a chance to check it out? The uh, Killing Is Easy by Patrice, uh, the Patrice O'Neill documentary. I didn't see the doc. I just saw the trailer. Okay, so it premiered on Friday. Oh shit! It's um, out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It premiered on Friday. I don't know why they waited so late to put a trailer out for it. Yeah. Because uh, I did. Yeah, I didn't I w- see it. Tr- Go ahead. I didn't see the trailer until like two weeks ago or some shit like that. So that's what I'm saying. Like I saw the trailer and assumed, oh yeah, this is gonna come out, you know, in the spring or whatever. Because you, you know, you see a trailer, you think, yeah, it's months in advance. Um. So it dropped on Friday. I recorded this shit. I watched it yesterday. Um. It's really, really good, man. Uh, really? For people, for folks who know, if you, like you're a younger listener and you don't know Patrice O'Neill, um, a go Google Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> right, um, he's a motherfucking legend. Uh, One of the great uh, stand-up comedians of our time. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like he's, you know, like you know, uh, you know, I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He's mm-hmm. your favorite comedian's favorite comedian. Right, and like because he- you can run it. There's a ton of them in this documentary, like Bill Burr, Kevin Hart, you know what I mean? Uh, what's my name from my man from Rescue Me? He had the song Asshole, I'm an Asshole. Dennis Leary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, Dane Cook, who was like one of the biggest dudes in the world. Sort of biggest point. comedians for a while, yeah. Yeah. And all of them are like, yeah, you know. Once I saw Patrice, I knew I wasn't the best comedian at this at this fucking comic shop no more. Yeah. And, you know, he was a dude who also suffered from a lot of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. That's that's the word on him that they say. And he, for folks also, for further context, he passed away in 2011. Yes, yes 2011. Right after he did his, like, first one-hour special... Mm-hmm. Um, like eight months later, nine months later, I think it was he died. Jesus, yeah. Um, he had suffered from diabetes, um, and they get into a, a, a some of it in the in the show, so I don't want to ruin it to, in the documentary, so I don't want to ruin it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, he had a stepdaughter. Um, his his uh, girlfriend Vaughn had a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um. And she talks about him now, and she's like, well, he's always going to be a part of me. He is like, she's like, you know, he gave me the self-confidence that nobody else could give me. Because he always told me, like, yo, don't let nobody give you shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he talks about it where he's like, yo, you know, I was a big fat dude. Like, you know what I mean? So I had a, you know, comedy was like how I knew I could get get people up off me. Right. You know what I mean? And I could get girls to like me because I could be funny. Could you imagine being in high school trying to like grind up Patrice O'Neill? No. <laughs> that motherfucker was so mean and and evil with like the shit he would say. Like imagine imagine that nigga in like your math class. Duh. He probably they used, said, used to make niggas drop out. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, they said people used to avoid like comics would come into the cellar. And there was a table in the back where all the comedians sat, where like Patrice and all them sat at. Yeah, yeah. And they said, like, comics were afraid to go up there to get food and stuff because they didn't want they didn't want the table to start going at them. And they said Patrice was always the best at that. Yeah. They said Kevin Hart was on this junk. This fucking shit is hilarious, dog. So they said Kevin Hart was at I think he was at the Boston Comedy Club. Right. And it was only like four or five people in the audience. It was kind of a dead night. But he was excited because it was his first time having like a set on, like, you know, a spot, like right. a legit spot. Like he, they got hired for and shit. Mm-hmm. 
So he's there. He's doing his jokes and shit. And he said, <laughs> all of a sudden, you just hear, boom, from out the back of the room. And then all of a sudden, thump, thump, thump. Here is Patrice and the boy Rich Voss in the back throwing yellow pages up on the stage at Kevin Hart. And then yelling, yo, call, pick somebody out of there and call them and ask them if you did the right thing. Jesus. He was like, this isn't for you. And Kevin Hart from North. <laughs> Dog. They said. I know he's like a funny guy. Yeah, Kevin Hart, that nigga from North. Dog. They said they booed that man and told him, yo, this isn't for you. Jesus. And just rattled him. And it's just like. They they said like, but if he did that to you, it's because he felt like, you know, he could do that. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he. He he felt like you were good enough to take that. That's how he yeah. made you better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Jesus. Like even his, like I said, his stepdaughter was saying, like, you know, I can. He's like, she's like, I joke about my my big forehead because he would joke about my big forehead, right? But he made me comfortable with my big forehead. Yeah, you know what I mean. She said he made me comfortable with who I am, and that was important because then that didn't make now nobody can just make fun of me on that. Right. What are you gonna say to me? I grew up with Patrice, Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, grinding me the fuck up. Like you, yeah. there's nothing you can say to me. Nah, and it, it, you know, there's a lot. There's some stuff like the story. Um, I don't know if you ever did. You ever hear about the story where he was talking about um, him getting locked up when he was younger? Like I think he was mm-hmm. in high school and shit. That's not in the documentary, which I was kind of surprised about because um, I think that's important because I think it shapes his worldview. Yeah, how he looks at shit. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so um, it made its way into, in a way, like some of his jokes, like the yes. Coca-Cola killer joke or whatever it is. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you could tell yes. it was yeah. formative. Because um, <clears throat> even there is a part, which I thought this when they were going to roll into it and they didn't. There's a part where um, Bill Burr is talking about, uh, he said, you know, Boston comedy scene when they came up, because they both came up in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, you know, there was a time in Boston comedy scene where it was just all white dudes. Like, if you look at, like, what oh. spots were being booked, he said it was all white dudes. Right. He said, so Patrice was, like, a standout in that because he was booking spots and he wasn't white. Mm-hmm. And he said there was a time where we used to go through the paper and be like, yo, which one of these dudes says the N-word on a regular basis? Right. right. And so, like, they would pick it out and they would laugh about it. He was like, I didn't really... Bill Burr is like, yo... I- now I realize it, but at the time I didn't realize how much he was actually in pain from that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought yeah. they would roll into it because it was a racial incident that got him. So he was in jail for like a year. Yeah. Right? I think that's the story. He's he was in jail ch- for like a year. He was a fucking child. Yeah. He was in like high school. That. Imagine. And like he said, he scarred, like there was a lot of things that scarred him from that. A, the racial incident. And then B, like one of his friends that he got locked up with. Like went insane, literally went insane. Stopped washing himself and mm-hmm. all kinds of shit like that. Couldn't handle um, that shit. Couldn't handle it. Yeah. And he was like, that shit really scarred him and like really fixed how he sees the world. Um. And I think it is part of the reason why he had trust issues with people and why he, you know what I mean, and why he. You know why he felt like, yo, people shouldn't be telling me what to do. Like, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of aspects that like really affected him. Um, Shaped like his career choices and yes, and absolutely. Because yeah. they yeah. said like what would happen is he would go on to shows and like he would get booked for stuff, and then he would go <laughs> onto a show and just like tear people down and be like, yo, you're not better than me. Stop telling me what to do. Yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> in the office too for folks who yeah for folks who, who don't might yeah. not be familiar. He was one of the guys uh, in uh, in the uh, the factory or the, or the um, warehouse. warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, what's her name's character? Um, what's the sister's name? Uh, the Indian Mindy sister. Mindy Kaling? Mindy Kaling. She calls him the sea monster or something like that <laughs> in one of the episodes. That's him. That's who, that's, it's uh, Patrice. He's like, I bet um, you want to swallow the sea monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which I'm a thousand percent sure they didn't write that joke. No. <laughs> I'm sure Patrice just like said that shit while they were filming. Yes. <laughs> um, he's also he's he's on the Chappelle show. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of the haters in the, the haters. You know, the, 
Uh, he's Buck Nasty. Is he? Is, no, it's Buck Nasty's. Buck uh, Nasty's Charlie Murphy. He's, yeah. Uh, fuck. What's his name? I can't think of it. I can't it. think of his fucking name. <laughs> but he's in that. Like, he's in a. Dude, like, he's in a, so much stuff. You know what I mean? Because they were all around that time. Like, him and Chappelle and all them dudes came up together. Bill Burr. Um, uh, all them dudes came up around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all like, you know, so there's so many people in this who just talk about it. And like, there's a lot of stuff that they don't get it. But like, I think for folks who they want to get into them, obviously, Google, you know, A, if you're going to do something like Buy Mr. P, which was his like, out was comedy album. And it's mm-hmm. also what uh, Vaughn's daughter, like his stepdaughter, called him Mr. P. That was her name. Oh, when he got, snap. When they introduced him, that's what she told him. She's like, oh, this is Mr. P. And mm-hmm. so that's what she's called him his, all the time. Yeah, um, and she actually spoke at the funeral. There's there's footage of that, um, and she talks about like you know everybody's gonna be there talking about you know comedy stuff, how great a comedian he was, and how funny mm-hmm. he was. About she was like, no one's gonna talk about how great of a dad he was, and right. I want to do that, and right. like it's crazy because. You just you can see the hurt in some people's faces that are just like, yo, I wish I would have told him like, yo, you know, slow down on this. Because there's a there's a thing where like Dane Cook's like, you know, we were at a show, we did a show, we went to go get something to eat, and he was like, I got like a dozen wings, and he got two dozen wings. Ooh, Jesus! And then we and then we ate, and he was like, yo, let's get some more wings. Oh man, jeez. Um, and there's a lot of there's some there's some good footage from like later on in his life. Um, and later on in his, uh, and he was only like 40 when he passed. He wasn't right. like old. Young guy. Yeah. yeah. So he, there's some stuff later on where he's like, I understand addiction a lot more now. Mm-hmm. And like in his stand up shit. And he's just like, I understand addiction more, man. Um, you know, I understand why people smoke. He is like, I look at a, you know, I seen a, a fudge dipped Oreo the other day. Oh shit. And he is like, and I, you know, I make the rationalization in my head that like, you know what? I only need one foot. I don't need both. Oh, fuck. What? Jesus. And like, he's like, so I ra- wow. he's like, you know, if you smoke, you know, you're going to get cancer. Mm-hmm. He's like, and if I continue to eat this way, I know I'm going to lose a foot. Yeah. And, you know, maybe because like I have diabetes now, maybe it hit me a little different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I know we've talked about health on this podcast several times. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, especially like when Fife passed and shit like that. So, like, it's really important to, like, take care of yourself. Um, yeah. You know, and that's not, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, weight shame nobody and none of those kind of things. Yeah. I'm just talking about health overall. Because everybody's different, man. Like, you know, shout out to the homie Reef because he he had posted and was talking about this, about, like, the body mass index and all that stuff. That shit is actually vilely racist. It came from eugenics, mm. BMI, and all that. I know the, that. Yeah, like, I, I, read that, I, I read that later, like, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, BMI and all that shit actually comes from, like, eugenics and shit like that. Because... Um, like right my for my height I'm supposed to be like 160 pounds and if I was 160 pounds I'd be like real thin you would look wild yeah that, yeah. that would be like me in high school and if you look at me in high school I'm real thin yeah and like so there's there's you know people's bodies are different and shit like that mm-hmm. um, and so I'm not telling somebody like yo you need to you know what I mean you need to be 150 pounds like I'm not saying none of that I'm saying just like do what's good for you and what's healthy for you you know yeah. what I mean? Um, because, you know, that man was a, a legend and was starting to really start to come into his own as far as, like, figuring out what worked for him. Yeah. And we lost a legend, man. Like, again, I can't stress this enough to folks. Patrice O'Neill was one of the the best. He's, you know, um, I can't think of who uh, posted it. It might have been uh, Mike Bion. Shout out to Mike. I think he posted, um, like, your top five comedians or whatever. You know what I mean? And I was thinking about it. You know, I love Robin Harris. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Robin Harris is, like, my guy. But, like, Patrice Patrice is probably in my five. Dog, you know what I mean? I've heard yeah, that. for everybody, but, yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably in my five. I've heard that Coca-Cola killer story 
like the little joke that he does, I've heard it a million times. It still fucking makes me cry laughing, yo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to ruin it. Like, I won't even, like, say it on here because mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it for nobody. Just Google it because Comedy Central did, like, a comedy short thing of it for, like, you know, the minute and a half that it, that it is and shit. So I posted the other day, there was a clip I found on Twitter where he's talking about, um, like, learning white folks. He's like, y'all trying to learn white people. Like, <laughs> see what makes y'all tick. Right. And he's, like, on a radio show with a bunch of white folks. And, um... Mm-hmm. He was—I forget what he was talking about—but then he talks about. I think I heard this. He was talking about Neil Young. He was like, "Yo, white folks just like they reacting Neil Young in a different way." He was like, "You know what else too? That song Creep. Talking about Radiohead Creep." And he was like, "You know, he's—he's—he's like, you know, something inside of y'all that just makes y'all want to hate yourselves." Then he's like, "You know, with that little part come on the guitar." He's like, "Yo, y'all be feeling it." He's like, "Look, my man over here crying. Like, just listen to this song." That's so good. Like, <laughs> like there's like a piece the, the insight on white people. I there's a piece it. in the show um, that they talk. Like, I, it's I think it's in the um, I think it's in the sta- elephant in the room. The stand up that he did the first hours, but I think it's in that. It might not be though. But he yeah. talks about like, yo, what if like women? Like he was like, you know, what if what if y'all lost y'all pussies? Like what if y'all just didn't have them? <laughs> Jesus. He's like, what if there was like a train accident? And like y'all just had to get in the surgeon was like, yo, we gotta remove your pussy. He was like, Yeah, well, yeah. what would y'all do to keep your man? And like he gets from the crowd, he gets like, you know, oh, the mouth. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, the mouth. He was like, Yeah, it works. He was and then you hear like, oh, the you know, anal or some shit like that. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely that works. He was like, But so you just reduced yourselves to a bunch of holes, but I'm the asshole if I come up here and joke about it. Right. And the whole thing is like him doing that. That's a fucking experiment to get, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like what it takes to think about that kind of shit. Yeah. Like he's not just coming up there and being crude and talking about sex in this way. Right. What he's doing is he's, he likes, he, if you watch him a lot, he'll, he kind of talks out a lot of his pieces. There's a couple times in the, in the, in the, in the documentary where they talk about where they're like, yo, he didn't write shit down like that. Like he didn't go up there with like a set of like, oh, the, yeah. he talked through a lot of his pieces and sometimes he would do it on stage. Motherfucker going off the dome. Yeah. And they said his biggest thing is he wanted to be prior. Like he wanted to be mm. that kind of comedian who was like, you know, the great, great comedians are also really great thinkers. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like there's a it's lot not of just like, yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes going up there, ba ba ba, shucky ducky. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or come up there, oh, hamburger. Hamburger. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of dudes that can do that kind of shit, right? Yo. And they're Sidebar, funny. I need a documentary on both of them dudes. <laughs> yes. Shucky, shucky ducky and hamburger. And I, I want need, the like, old a dual documentary. I want the old, uh, and they, uh, they can throw the old stoner white ball that used to do on Comic View all the time, too. You know what I'm talking Wait, about? Who's nah. the old stoner white dude? There was an old, really stoner white dude. He kind of looked like George Carlin, but he wasn't George Carlin. Oh, um, it's I like Honest John or some shit. Yeah, I think it is something like that. I know, I, it is I know who you something. talk about the old dude. I know who you talk about. Yes, this is it. Like all three of them. Like, like I like a. <laughs> I would love a documentary on Comic View. Like, like Comic View mainstays. Yeah. Huh. You know what I mean? Maybe we, we might have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> might be working for BET. Um, but yeah, yo, I think people really check out "Killing Is Easy." Yeah, but uh, uh, it's all his comedy, which I think is Bill Burr's thing. So I think it's Bill. Oh, I know nice. Bill Burr's done a lot of stuff. He every year, like they were doing like um, th- like things to help like give money to like Vaughn and, and his mom. And shit like that to like they were doing like Patrice O'Neill kind of like get-togethers every year like honors and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. him and Bill were like this, like they were right, right. They were tied at the wrist. They were really, really close. Um, They're kind of the same in a way. In yes, like their approach, a lot in their yeah. approach to comedy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check that shit out, man. It was really, really good. Folks need to check out "Killing Is Easy." Yeah, folks need to check it out. It's really, really good. Um, Killing is easy. It's on Comedy Central, so I'm assuming it's on, on demand, and it's probably going to be up in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? But check it out because it's great. And like, 
it's legit a story about a legend that we we lost really early, man. Like you know, like he's our age, dog. Like he's our age now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I remember when he passed. I think you hit me up to tell me about it on like mm-hmm. I think you hit me on Messenger. So like I was sad about that, man. Really, really sad because yeah, he was a yeah. legend, man. Love that fucking dude. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I think we can start rapping. Uh, did you listen to anything new this week? I did. Um, I checked out uh, Jim Jones and Harry Fraud, the Fraud Report. Um, because like I, you know, I fuck with Jim. I fuck with Dipset. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So whenever they throw some shit out, like I'll I'll give it an ear because like I love I love Dipset. Um, but I listened to this one in particular because a few folks on the timeline were like. Yo, Jim Jones really stepped his bars up. You know, he always had the reputation for being, I guess, like the quote unquote, like least lyrical out of the dip set. Um, but he, you know, a lot of folks were like, yo, I kept seeing it. Yeah. Like, yo, J- Jones really spitting on this joint, um, which he is. But also, I would add that uh, a few years ago, do you remember when um, Funk Flex was like, putting together like a Dipset reunion yes. and he had him up on the radio. If you watch that shit, like the Dipset reunion video on YouTube, watch it and and listen to what Jim is saying on that shit. When they start rhyming, he like, I don't know, he, I guess he just been like working the pen real yeah. crazy. That was the time to me when I was like, oh shit, Jim really been like writing. Because it, it just... His way of describing shit, his like patterns and shit, he just like became a more like intricate MC. And I noticed it then. I've noticed it on a few joints that I've heard in the years since then. And he's he's all over this shit. You know what I mean? A lot of the music um has that like hazy, like sample based feel to it. Um and in his rhymes, like you know, he talking about, you know, these cops out here being racist and, mm-hmm. you know, talking that street shit and, and talking all of this stuff. But it's really, you know, if you're not a Jim Jones fan, then you won't, you know, you won't fuck with it. But, like, if you like this dude and you'll rock with it and you'll rock with him, I think you'll be, like, really nicely surprised at how good he's writing on this shit and how good he's rhyming. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to check it out. Uh, I listened to the first song on there. They got distracted and started doing something else and they didn't get a chance to get back to it. Um, yeah. And it's really good. I like that first joint. I mean, yeah. I love Harry Fraud, so, you know. Yeah. If he's on a project, I'm willing to, to check it out anyway. Um, but yeah, I had a couple people saying, same thing. I saw a couple people on the timeline like, yo, this Harry, yo, this this uh Jim Jones joint is hot, blah blah blah. blah. So yeah. I'ma check that joint out. Um Cause he, I mean he was dope on the on the la- on the last French Montana joint. Mm-hmm. His his verse was super dope on that. Yeah. So I I you know, he ain't you know, I I'm I'm willing to check it out because I, I think I you know, again, Harry Fraud, so I'll, I'll listen to it yeah I wonder if we'll get uh, just just throwing this out in the world uh, Jewels is out of jail yes Cam yeah. is um, in Harlem uh, freestyling with niggas yeah I saw that <laughs> and, and Jim Jones is dropping projects I wonder if we get a Diplomats reunion album soon it'd be nice it'd be I'd nice. fuck with it you get Harry Fraud, uh, maybe like V Don on the beats. You get Bink, you know what I mean, on the beats, and, and like, yeah, give us a give us a fucking dip set. No, it would be dope. Get a, mm. a dip set Coke Boys record. <laughs> get him the lake. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure as close as French is with Max, if mm-hmm. Max and Jim ain't squash day beef, I don't think French and and uh, Jim would have squashed they shit. That's what I was thinking too. And um, the last time I saw somebody ask Jim about that, they asked him just that. They were like, yo, um, are you squashing it with Max? He was like, no, never. You know what I mean? And it was fairly recently. 
But uh, yeah, I I had that same thought too. Like, okay, you and French are cool again. Like, there's there's no way. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Like, I have to hate my friends' enemies. Yeah, yeah. But there's no way as close as you and I are. If you despise the motherfucker and a motherfucker was talking crazy about you in public, like how Max was to uh to Jim. Yeah. There's no way I'm aligning with that person. Exactly. Exactly. I can be neutral to them or whatever, but there's no way I'm like doing a podcast or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. with a motherfucker that was talking. Max, I love Max. We both love Max. Max was talking crazy about Jim yes. in public, saying shit about his mother. There's no way a motherfucker said some shit about your mom and I'm I'm aligned with them. Yeah, exactly. If y'all haven't hashed it out. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking along the same lines as you, maybe they did behind the scenes kind of like work it out. Yeah, that's what I think. Because I, I just don't think there's any way French, like French is shouting out Max on every other song. Like to yeah. do that, they'd be like, yo, I'm doing a song with your your mortal enemy. Like the enemy, yeah. Nah, I don't yeah. think that. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wondering if there could be something going on there. Like, you know, maybe we get a a night, even if it's just a collab song or yeah. something. Like, yeah, it'll be Dip hot. Set Coke Wave joint. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we if we continue doing this podcast. It might be the reason to stop it, yo. Might have to go do crime. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Definitely. Um, I checked out this joint, Lava La Rue. They're a British artist. I mm -hmm. did not like plan to do a British artist, even oh, though shit. like that's my wave. I didn't. I didn't know. I actually just saw the cover of their album, and was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, this looks dope. I'm gonna check it out." And just mm -hmm. press play. It was like, "Oh wow, this is really dope." Um, it's a beautiful record. Yeah, um, it kind of gives me vibes of like SZA, early SZA. Right. Um, but with rapping, like she raps, uh, they rap, excuse me, they rap on, uh, they rap on the project. Um, not all the time they sing too, but, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's really good, man. It's really, yeah. really good. Surprising. Like it, I also didn't intend on like checking this out. Um, but the folks over at NPR sent it to me and was like, yo, you know, what do you think about this? And, like, I hit play and I had, like, the headphones on. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just, like, I felt like one of those, uh, like, when you when you see, like, one of those animations and, like, the cartoon is, like, looking out the window and, like, the sun setting. Yes. <laughs> like, the water's, like, mad purple and, like, beautiful and shit. Mm -hmm. This shit, yeah, this shit felt like. And the room fucking, just bouncing. Like, like yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. cotton candy, yo. This shit Absolutely. Was like, it's so gorgeous. Yeah, they have another project. Um, I think it's from 2019 that I want to check out. Right. Um, right. and I love that. Anytime I find someone new and they have like older stuff, I'm like, oh, I can't now I get to like dig into their older stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is a really good project. It's called Butterfly, but it's like B-U-T-T-E-R dash fly. Mm-hmm. Um, check them out. Uh, uh, Lava La Rue, really, really good record. Um, yeah. it's an EP too. It's five, five joints. You know, mm -hmm. that's right in my. You know, that fits right into my wave too. So right in the pocket. Um, yeah. it's I really listened good. And then spun it again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Same thing. I did the same exact thing. Um, I actually sent it to like I, I hit a couple people up like, yo, you should check this out. As soon as I heard, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, you need to check this out. You need to check this out because I just yeah. like, yo, this is really, really good. Work. So. But other than that, um, you know, we got the SeriousRapShit.com. You can go get merchandise. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we got the, the John mugs there. Uh, we got hoodies, T-shirts, Backpack Illuminati, Winner 96. Yep. Blizzard, excuse me, Blizzard 96. Um, hoodies, beanies, jackets, whatever. We got it all up there. T-shirts. Um, yep. We about to start making switchblades. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All kind of shit. Yeah, we got the brass knuckles that say serious rap shit across them. You know I'm gonna edit I mean? your teeth out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um uh hit us up on Vivo. We got the serious rap shit Vivo. Uh just 
put that right in the YouTube. It pops right up. Or you can go in the link in our bios on our social media. Our social mm-hmm. media is Serious Rap Shit on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, we have a dope piece up on the Vivo channel right now where we go and we decode the famous Espo mural in Old City. Um, mm. And we talk about that. We also talk about a project that... You know what I mean? We're trying to get off the ground. So if you want like a, a little hint into some stuff we're working on, that's all there. Um, and uh, again, social media is serious rap shit. Um, I'm John. I'm John. You're John underscore liberator on Instagram yeah, and Twitter. Yeah. I'm Josh, but I am Indy, I-N-D-I underscore S-R-S on Instagram and Twitter. Um and anything else? We have the Bosch Ice T-shirts on uh, uh, Incest Trap and Yoga. Um, shout out to the homie Rhythm. Um, Still very necessary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, Biden just put out another order that these, you know, for deport for more deportation. So, Jesus. yeah, you know, he, look, he worked for the deporter in chief. So, like, it's not really surprising, right? Not um, at all. But yeah, so we got to keep the pressure on. Um, remember, part of the proceeds from that, half the proceeds from that go straight to um, helping uh, uh, families on the uh, in, uh, migrant families with legal aid. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's really important. Um, so highlight at them. That's also linked in our bio. All our shit is linked in our link tree. Um, so you can just check out stuff there. Other than that, yo, we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take his fat shot to you.